welcome to episode 26. This is Mark Westerberg with School Improvement Podcast. Today's podcast is about what did we learn from COVID? Well, we learned a lot of things. Some were good, some were bad, and I'm going to try and go over both good and bad. One of the things we learned, obviously, is that online classes are not great, really, for any kid. The misnomer I hear is, well, some kids do better online. Not really true. I don't believe anybody does better online than interacting with an adult, asking questions and getting response. And one of the biggest issues with online classes is what we found out is that everybody was lowering expectations. Students were getting A, B, or F. And in a lot of cases, districts went to just pass-fail credits. In other words, we dropped our standards really low, and if the kids engaged at all, they got passing credit, which is really a disservice to them academically. One good thing we did find out, Zoom's a pretty good product. Zoom's pretty good for having a meeting when it's a long distance. Zoom is a preferable way to do a parent-teacher conference than over a phone. Obviously, it's better to have the parent come in, but Zoom's not a bad way to do a parent-teacher conference. So we did learn a lot about that, and I think it really is a productive piece of software we can use. One of the things we have in COVID world is this educational gap, and it really is dependent on the amount of time you spent at home. The longer you spend at home as a district or a state, the bigger your gap is. During the midst of the pandemic, I was in California as a superintendent. We were out of school for more than a year on online learning. The dramatic loss of academic skills was almost unprecedented in California. The opposite of that was true here in Minnesota, The elementary here at our school stayed open during the entire pandemic and had shortened classes and did some things, but they came every day to school. Hence, this year, my elementary is looking at being one of the blue ribbon schools nationally. Most of that is because they've been doing the right thing for a while but they kept pace during the pandemic. Where everybody else dropped, they didn't. And that was clearly based on having kids in the classroom. Another thing we learned during the pandemic is that teachers needed some help with technology. Clearly, teachers got better tech skills during the pandemic. They learned how to use new pieces of software. They were doing much more with organization and setup of classes. It wasn't near as spontaneous as normal because it had to be so programmed, but maybe that wasn't a bad thing. Getting better in technology and spelling out things really clearly for lessons probably isn't a bad thing. That was a good thing. One of the things we also found out that the gap really increased for kids who are haves and have-nots. The students who come from a background or a family background where studying and homework happen all the time did far better proportionally 
than the students who came from backgrounds where that doesn't happen. The haves sustained better than the have-nots. They both lost, but the have-nots lost more and at a faster rate. A positive thing that happened during COVID. Kids found out that school wasn't all that bad to be at. Being at school was far preferable after a long time of being at home, and I think when kids came back in for this first year, there was more of a sense of, I'm glad to be back, and this isn't so bad a place to be. So from a standpoint of getting kids to get back into the culture and get back into learning, the pandemic in some ways made absence grow heart grow a little fonder with some absence. So not a bad thing. If you're counting, this is number seven about COVID. One of the things we learned is that the state and local governments threw a bunch of money at COVID with all kinds of crazy rules that could only be used for after-school programs, all very restricted. And what we found out was that they didn't really do any systemic fixes with all this money they infused into education. It was all gone to things that they felt were important. A true lack of trust in local control was pretty obvious. One of the things that I think we really learned from COVID and we really need to reconsider, it might be time to renorm our academics. Let's just be upfront. We lost a lot of academic time. Kids went backwards. We need to renorm our stuff and build back up. This notion of we're going to just catch up, I think, is a misguided. I think we really need to sit back and renorm where we're at. I've often said, especially in California, when we sat out for a whole year, we would have been better off to just call the entire year and have everybody repeat the grade. Now that we're back into normal session and we're past the pandemic, it's time to put standards back in place. This nonsense of, well, colleges don't really need, aren't taking the ACT anymore, that's ridiculous. We need to bench the standards back and use things like ACT as a point of reference. The ACT test has been around for a long time and has been normed very well. If you have a 22 ACT math score, over time we found out very clearly that a 22 ACT, you ought to have the academic math skills to get you through college algebra, which is the only math class you're required to take for 70% of the degrees. So let's get back to some standards here instead of just hoping and wishing and maybe they'll be all right when they get to college and maybe they'll be okay in ninth grade even though they're behind where we traditionally are. Time to reset some standards. The one frustrating thing that happened during COVID world is we had a group of seniors who really, really could have used another year a fifth-year senior, schools get penalized in their graduation rate when they have fifth-year seniors. Not everybody can get done in four years, especially in COVID world. There were a group of seniors who graduated who really needed to stay another year. You know, in college, it's not uncommon to have five years 
In fact, in college athletics, it's almost the norm to be a redshirt. So I really wish that something we would have learned out of the pandemic was a student coming back for a fifth year, super senior, whatever term you want to use, is not a bad thing. In fact, it's a good thing if you set standards. If you set a standard and they can't make it and they need more time, that's a good thing. And we should encourage that and not penalize schools in their graduation rate because the quality of the product has to be more valuable than the quantity. One of the things we really found out that nobody had any idea of was having students' lunches all paid for was an equalizer and a game changer for some kids. For districts, it helped bail out food service programs that traditionally don't do well financially. I really hope that our state and federal governments really look at that as a commonplace thing that should always happen in school. Lunch should not be a separator. It shouldn't be something that students get access that others don't have. The free and reduced lunch program has way since gone by the wayside with being over micromanaged and food service being out of control where you have to be a chemistry teacher practically to make the menu. It's time to have good food service programs that are fully paid for for the kids. Okay, so here's my number one issue out of COVID. I am really, and this is me personally, but I'm really tired of everybody telling the kids how bad they had it. Folks, we live in the United States of America where we're 4% of the world's population, but we're 18% of the world's economy. The worst day in our country is one of the better days in a lot of countries. Look at places like Ukraine and places like that. We have really softened our kids. We need to get back to a little bit of tough love, a little bit of, hey, I know you got some issues, but you need to work through them. We've been telling kids they've had it bad for too long. It's time to get into a place where the expectation is teach them how to help themselves instead of feeling bad for them. It does not do our students good to fall back and say, well, it's been really hard on me. What's hard on them for us, we really have to gain some perspective on. And so I really hope that at some point we're going to turn the corner on this. And it seems like we're going the wrong direction where we keep telling kids, oh, I feel sorry for how things have gone. I feel bad for you guys. We need to get past that and make the message, hey, we all went through a tough thing. Let's toughen up. Let's get perspective. Take as much time as you need, but we're going to do it, and we're going to do it the right way. Let's suck it up and move on, folks. One of the challenges coming out of COVID is virtually every district in America became one-to-one -one in computing. Ten years ago, that used to be a goal for districts, is to be one-to-one -one computing. Now everybody is. I think the really important thing 
is to get technology in its proper place where it is an academic tool, not a teacher. Things like ExactPath, I'm a huge proponent of. ExactPath is a program by Edumentum that takes a student's NWA scores and converts it into a program based on their strengths and weaknesses that they need to work on. All that money we spend with NWA testing is good, but using the data is the problem in most districts. And having ExactPath gives you a purpose, a way to do it that works for every child. Where are the other places in technology we need to be more functional and use more effectively? Now that we all have it, we need to get better at figuring out how to make it part of education. Not the teacher, not the mainstay, but a piece and an educational tool, not the teacher. Another good thing that came from COVID was forcing creativity and changing schedules. People were changing to all different kinds of unique schedules, longer periods, shorter periods, rotating days, A days and B days, and all kinds of stuff. Out of all that information, we should have gleaned some different ways to do things and what worked well and what didn't instead of just jumping back into everything we've always done before. Maybe some of those ideas worked well. At one of the schools I was at in California, we went to a three-period day during COVID with an a.m. and a p.m. shift of students, and they only had three classes that lasted six weeks long. So their semester, if you will, or term, was only six weeks long, but the class was very long. It was about two hours. There were some good things in that and some bad things. But we practiced block teaching. We used technology more. We learned some things for that. And I think it's important that we look back at that time and find out there were some things that did go well by changing schedules and the way we operate normally. One of the positive things I think we learned from COVID I think we learned a lot about cleaning the environment, distancing from each other, washing hands, all those kind of things. Obviously, that works for more than just COVID. Influenza, the common cold, all kinds of things. I really do think kids and adults and everybody have a much better sense of not getting each other sick and being appropriately staying at home when you don't feel well. So I think what we learned from some of that was we were a little laxed on students and behaviors, cleaning the facilities better, having the students stay distance from each other, and a lot of those cleanliness things really have carryover for the rest of our days. I don't believe we'll probably ever go into a building that doesn't have a hand sanitizer somewhere. You'll probably never go into a hospital that you won't have to be wearing masks. I think we learned a lot of things from cleaning up some of our sanitary things that we really needed to do. And for me, one of my most disappointing things in COVID 
was I think we got a really big dose of state and federal control and lack of trust in local control. Every district is different and has different needs, different demographics, different issues they need to work out. And unfortunately, in COVID times, we were not given this real opportunity to be creative and deal with the funding that we got. All the funding was streamlined and targeted and had to go for only certain things. I really hope in the future, one of the things we learned, problems are unique in districts. Even though they have the same problem, the problem is different to deal with in every district. The lack of local control was really a problem. Hopefully, we learned that if we did some systemic things with those fundings, like fix teacher retirement systems, fix the formula for teachers, fund special ed at a better level, if we would have done systemic fixes like that with the funding, we'd have been in a far better shape than we are now. Most states are running around with budget surpluses now after a pandemic, which is really crazy because at the start of the pandemic, all of us superintendents believed there'd be less tax revenue and we'd have less money and money issues. Instead, we had windfalls, but in only categories where we could spend money in a unique way that they told us to do. It didn't go to systemic fixes. I think we really need to get focused on long-term systemic fixes. If you want to bring teachers into education, there's some very simple things you need to do. Teachers go into education because they like kids or they want to coach, but don't forget they go into education because of June, July, and August, and it has a good retirement system and good health care. That's what it used to be like in the teaching world. Now health care is out of control. Retirement systems need funding to stay solvent. We really need to get a handle on those. This would have been the perfect time with these surplus funds to do that. Thanks for listening to episode 26. As usual, pass it on to your friends. This one was a little more ranting on my behalf. But COVID really taught us a lot of good and bad. And I think we need to really sort through that and think about it. And how do we get better from this? First of all, is to refocus, renorm what we're doing. Look at kids who are struggling. Maybe they need an additional year. Look at a lot of these programs and say what worked, what didn't work. Now that we all have technology, how are we going to use that technology going on from here? So I hope this was helpful. I hope it spurred some conversations and ideas. Again, thanks for listening. This is Mark Westerberg for School Improvement, Episode 26. Mm-hmm.